Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 67, Having Courage versus Having No Fear. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. We're starting out today's episode with a battle buddy moment, which is a Facebook review from Jane Copier. And she says, Jessie has mad coaching skills. Seriously, she is so good at what she does. No matter your issue, she can lift you up and help you on your way. Thank you so much for that review, Jane. Everybody, I love to hear from you. If you're loving the podcast, if you've coached with me, please go to either Facebook or iTunes and leave me a review and I will share it here on the podcast in its own battle buddy moment. Okay, so our topic today, like I said, is about courage. And the reason why I wanted to do an episode on this is because it takes a lot of courage to be, well, human being in the world, but then in particular to be a military wife. And I think sometimes we mistake this for needing to have no fear. Now, the definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. And I love that definition because it shows me that I'm going to feel fear and then do the thing anyway. And I think that it's often our lower brain whispering to us things like, if we're feeling afraid, we shouldn't do this. Or if we're feeling afraid, maybe we're weak or something's gone wrong. And a big one that it says to me, and I wonder if this happens to you guys too, is it says nobody else is afraid. That's a little lie my lower brain will whisper to me when I'm feeling fear. It's saying no one else is afraid, just you. And it's just making me feel like I'm not up to the task. If I'm feeling afraid and no one else is, and in order to do this hard thing, I need to not feel afraid, then we've got some big problems here. So as soon as I neutralize some of those lies by having some of these intentional thoughts in my brain about courage, that's been really powerful for me. So some of those intentional thoughts are things like I can feel fear and do it anyway. And I like to remind myself that other people are afraid too. It's normal human emotion to be afraid when we're doing something that's hard or when we're doing something that's new. Like I mentioned already that when we feel afraid, that can often trigger us to think that we're either on the wrong path or something has gone wrong or it shouldn't be this hard or I shouldn't feel this afraid, right? But I like to remind myself that some of the most exciting things that I do come with a lot of fear, you guys. So the first thing we're going to talk about is just, you know, that kind of fear that comes from trying new things or from taking risks, putting yourself out there, kind of that vulnerability fear. I talked a little bit about this kind of fear in my episode when I read the book, What Do You Do With a Chance? Sometimes we can feel afraid of these opportunities and chances because they can be pretty scary. And sometimes that makes us miss that opportunity is to pass, let it pass us by because of that fear. So really rewriting that story to say that feeling fear or maybe not feeling ready, thats that can feel similar to that fear, is not a sign that I shouldn't be moving forward. So I want to talk about that readiness ones because I think if we wait to do something until there's no fear or until we feel perfectly ready, we may never do it. Now, the reason why I say perfectly ready is because we should do some things to prepare, of course. So an example I have of this is maybe if you're deciding if you're ready to get married or if you're deciding if you're ready to have kids and start a family. I've talked to people before and I remember wondering this at the time when I was making those decisions and just having that worry of, man, I don't feel ready. But with those things, after you've done 
you know, a certain amount of things to prepare and you still don't feel ready, you kind of have to just jump in. And one thing that I tell people is that you'll never feel totally ready because the thing that gets you feeling all the way ready is just living it and experiencing it. You know, whether being married or having kids, those examples, the best training for being a mom is having kids. You know, we learn by experience. We learn by doing. Now, again, we need to have a few important things in place before we just jump on in. But as far as everything perfectly lining up and it feeling like the perfect time to start having kids and you feeling perfectly ready, I don't think that moment ever comes. Another place I've experienced this recently is in my business. As I grow, I have two different businesses that I'm working on. I, I, as you know, I sell squeaky shoes online and then I have this life coaching business. And as something new will come up for me, my business, kind of the next hurdle of my business, I find myself waiting at the edge of that hurdle for a long time. And I'll realize once I either get coached on it or do some self-coaching or just talk to my husband about it or something, I'll realize that I don't feel ready and that I'm waiting to feel ready to take that next step. So that happened recently. I'm just now making the transition from just free organic marketing, word of mouth marketing, things like that. And I'm now ready to do paid marketing where I'm running Facebook ads and running sponsored social media posts and paying to have flyers go out and different things. And I was sitting at the edge of that paid marketing jump I needed to take and just thinking, oh, I'm not quite ready. My business isn't quite ready. You know, I need these other things to be in place or I just, I'm waiting to feel ready. And I caught myself in that little waiting to feel ready trap. And I realized spending that money is a risk and I'm feeling a little bit afraid to take that risk because there's no guarantee that I'll get a return on that investment, all those things. But I'm not gonna wait till I feel ready The components of my business are ready. The parts that are really in my control are ready. And I'm going to jump in because what makes me feel ready and good at paid marketing is just getting started and doing it. That was the same experience I had with the podcast. The only way to get good at, at podcasting is to just start. And so you always start a little rough. I mean, you can take a class, you can talk to people who are already doing a podcast, but you have to just get that hands-on experience. So if you're finding that kind of fear in your life, that fear of the something new, that fear of trying something new or putting yourself out there or taking risks or being vulnerable, just watch for yourself to be in that little trap of, I'll do it as soon as I feel ready and see if that's what's holding you back. And then once you've checked in to see that you've put some of those pieces in place that are in your control, then say it's time to jump in. And if you're wanting to really create a feeling that will help you jump in anyway, it doesn't have to be ready, right? You don't have to feel ready in that F line of your model. You could intentionally think thoughts that create feelings like excited or prepared or capable or courageous, like we're talking about today in this episode, feeling that courage, knowing you're afraid and that that's okay and doing it anyway. There's a lot of feelings you can create to help you take that leap when that when it's time to take that risk or be vulnerable. You don't have to feel ready. So that's a big one for me. And there's another kind of fear that I want to talk about today. And this is one that's more specifically applicable to the life of a military wife. And I talk about this in my episode nine, worry versus fear. It's when we have to learn how to be afraid for our husband's safety, afraid for his life, and then also a little bit afraid for our well-being 
here at home when we're solo parenting, right? But more so the actual danger that our husbands can be in when they're away from us. Now, I shared the coaching that I received at the time that I experienced this story in that episode nine, where basically my husband was deployed. He was in Iraq and this was a couple of years ago. And with no warning and for no easily explainable reason, I didn't hear from my husband for almost three days. And even remembering it now, I can feel that fear just come right back up. And while I rationally knew there was a very good chance that nothing was wrong, as a military wife, I couldn't help but acknowledge the very real chance that something was wrong. And it was fascinating to see how I really froze up in that fear. And it's okay. In the moment, I I didn't have a plan in place for what to do when fear just knocked me on my face like it did in this moment. And I was so afraid to feel the fear, so afraid to acknowledge what I was afraid of. I say I froze. Obviously, I still went through the motions of my daily life, but I didn't tell one other person that I hadn't heard from him because saying it out loud was like making it real. And I didn't even want to hear what they would have to say. I didn't want to be comforted. I didn't want to be told, oh, I'm sure nothing's wrong. I knew no one could say anything to me in that moment to make it better. And so I just froze up inside and just held my breath until he called me. And he finally did. He called me and it was just something very simple and routine. And he, you know, apologized that he wasn't able to communicate better with me. And he was, he felt so bad that I was afraid in that time. And I got coached on it, which was very helpful because one of the best things that I learned how to do during that deployment was open up to that fear, open up to feeling that fear of losing my husband. It's something that can be so terrifying for us to imagine a world where they don't come home. But when we're unwilling to even let ourselves think about it, that can really put us in that freeze and fear place. And I've gotten so much power over that possibility of never seeing my husband again when he leaves me by allowing myself to feel very afraid of that. I know that sounds interesting, but I would block out the fear. I would wouldn't even let myself think about it or talk about it or anything, which felt like a plan of action to combat that intense fear. But then when I was faced with it head on, that's what made me freeze. The more that I let myself feel everything I wanted to feel about the fact that at times I worry for his life and at times I let myself think about what would happen if he were hurt or killed. I feel so much more empowered in those moments, letting those feelings come through rather than fighting against them with everything I have. It's a very interesting experience. And if it's one that sounds like it would be beneficial for you to work on, I would love to go on that journey with you of feeling safe to be afraid. And this is kind of where that courage comes back in. Feeling courage is doing something that frightens you. It's not feeling no fear. That's when we fight against the fear. That's a little bit of our goal is like, and then I just won't be afraid. I won't let myself think about it. I won't let myself feel it. And that that's how I get through a deployment is feeling no fear. But to actually feel the fear and go through the deployment and go through your daily life and go through your responsibilities and your the actions you need to take each day, letting the fear just come and go as it needs to is so powerful, you guys. It's a really incredible thing. And so as I look back at that story, where I where I did freeze I look at it with a ton of compassion for that version of me that was still terrified to feel that fear and I always try to remember that in any given moment everyone around me and myself we are always doing our best and that can be hard to really believe sometimes that sentence 
especially when people are doing things that really bother you or really go against what you believe in or are really annoying or whatever, really hurt you. Or when you do things that you don't like how you showed up, right? But the way I end that sentence that really helps me believe it is everyone's always doing their best and sometimes our best doesn't look that great, right? Sometimes our best is not that great, but it's still our best in that moment. Even if we know better, we're still doing our best in that moment for whatever reason, our best might not look very great in that moment, even if we know better than what we did. And so in that moment where I froze, I didn't know better. I hadn't learned how to process emotions and I wasn't willing to feel any emotion like I am now. I didn't have an intentional plan of what to do when the fear of losing my husband punched me in the gut like that or knocked me on my face, like I was saying. And so that was the best I had to offer in that moment was freezing up, not telling a soul, not even telling my kids, not, you know, nothing, just carrying that fight in my heart, that fight against the fear. And now I have a plan. Now I, I know what I'm going to try and do the next time I have that intense experience that brings up that fear. I'm going to summon my courage. And it wasn't that I wasn't courageous in that moment. I definitely was. We are all, that was the best courage I had to offer in that moment. I was very courageous. I'm just wanting to have the kind of courage where I let fear come along to. I was trying to, I was just trying to do a version of courage that involved having no fear. I think that's actually a little bit more of what the word brave means. Brave means, you know, kind of not feeling fear and just charging in, right? Even though I really like the word brave, so I'm not knocking on that word, but courage does have more of that definition of feeling afraid and doing it anyway. So I like that thought of negative emotions just getting to come along with us. And I want to give you a couple of analogies that help me kind of visualize how the negative emotion can come along with me. I don't need to fight against it or even resolve it or not feel it or anything. It can just come along. And one way I imagine that is like I'm in a car, right? And I go throughout my day in this car and I'm in the driver's seat and there's a few emotions that sometimes ride in the back seat with me, like sometimes fear, sometimes anxiety, sometimes stress. Some of these ones, sometimes I'll do the thought work that it takes to resolve it and sometimes I'll just say, we're just going to be a little anxious today. We're just going to be a little nervous today. Nervous is just going to come along in the car with me. And I'm just going to go throughout my day feeling sort of good and sort of nervous. Sort of good and sort of anxious. Sort of good and sort of afraid. Like I don't always have to resolve those emotions. They can just come along. But when we get in trouble is when we let anxiety or nervous get in the driver's seat and take charge because then that causes us to like go hide under our covers, which is okay. You know, if you need a day hiding under your covers, do that. But just call it what it is and know that when you are in the driver's seat, that's when you're showing up as your best self, right? And if you have to indulge in a day where you say, okay, anxiety, you take the wheel. I'm going to go hide under my covers. That's okay. We just are going to call it what it is. And we're going to have a lot of compassion for that kind of day too. Those will come and that's okay. Okay. Another analogy that I really like is an analogy about the weather. So each day when we wake up and say, say you go to work every day, you look outside and look at the weather, right? And you dress accordingly. And some days are just sunny, right? And some days are rainy or cloudy. But either way, we just get dressed and we go to work. We don't need to wait for it to stop raining to go to work, right? Or to get in the car, to go to the store, to drop our kids off at school, whatever your day looks like. And that can be similar to, you know, waking up with anxiety or waking up with fear, 
this is what it takes to summon this courage. This is just saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to find all my courage today and I'm going to dress warmly because it's raining and I'm feeling anxious and afraid. And those things are just going to come along with me. We're going to go out into this rain. I, I prefer it when it's sunny. You know, you can talk about, I prefer it when I'm not feeling anxious. I prefer it when I'm not feeling afraid, but today it's raining and here we go, right? We don't need to stop the rain in order to go about our day. And it's amazing how when we welcome these uncomfortable and negative emotions just into our day and we don't fight against them, they are not nearly as overwhelming or as crippling. It's the fighting against them or thinking that they're a problem or thinking that something has gone wrong or thinking that you're doing something wrong and that thinking that nobody else is dealing with this, right? Logically, we know that so many of us deal with anxiety and fear and depression and all of these really challenging emotions. And yet watch your lower brain just tell you that little lie that you're the only one that struggles this way. I've talked to so many military wives who have this huge concern that everyone's handling the deployment better than them. They're at home alone thinking, I'm the only one struggling with this. Everybody else is just taking care of their kids and going to work and living their lives and have these like perfect marriages. We do this little dance in our head. We tell this little lie to ourselves that we're the only ones struggling this way. I want to just neutralize that lie for you, you guys. Everyone struggles everyone struggles at some point. You might see them on their good days, right? And compare their good days to your bad, but we all have those rainy days. Sometimes we have months of rain or weeks of rain. Every single human being on the planet has rainy days. So when your lower brain offers you that little lie, that's going to take you even lower. You just say, no, I know that's not true. Like I know why I like to talk to my brain, you know that. And I tell my brain, like, I know why you're offering me that thought. I know why I'm feeling an urge to believe that I'm the only one struggling this way, but I know I'm not the only one struggling this way. I know so many military wives struggle through a lot of days of deployment. I'd say all of us have some good days and some bad, right? Some sunny days and some rainy days. Some days where we're very afraid and some days where it's just easy and it's sunny and we don't even have to like find our courage. There's so many days where we have to do what it takes to find our courage and just go out in the rain anyway. So like I was saying, if you open up to these rainy days, the rain is really not so bad. It's really not so bad, you guys. Nothing's gone wrong. It's 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 pretty amazing to just become an expert at being a little nervous, at feeling a little anxious, at being afraid. So just to finish up that weather analogy, just like there's days where we let the anxiety take the driver's seat or the fear take the driver's seat and we go climb under our, our beds or under our covers, right? We can have that in that weather analogy too. There are days where there's a hurricane. There are days where there's a flood, right? And we call in sick to work and we say, today I need to go hide under my covers. The weather is too bad. That these, these hard feelings are too much today. And we again, we call it what it is. We know that we're always the creator of our feelings. And today we're creating a hurricane of feelings and it's okay. And we just take that day, whatever it needs to look like. We give ourselves tons of love, tons of compassion, and we just try again the next day. We just do our best every day. And sometimes our best doesn't look that great. And that's okay. Another thing that helps me when I feel like I shouldn't be feeling the negative emotion I'm feeling, whether that's again, fear or nervousness or, or anxiousness, I say this little sentence to myself. It would be weird if I wasn't feeling nervous, right? It would be weird if I wasn't feeling afraid right now. Like in that moment when I hadn't heard from my husband for two days, instead of fighting against the fear, if I had tried this sentence on myself to just let myself open up to the fear that my husband's in a war zone and I haven't heard from him in two days, if I had just said this sentence to myself, it would be weird if I wasn't feeling 
feeling afraid right now. Like it's okay to feel afraid. It's a very normal thing to feel afraid in this moment. And if I just let myself be afraid, I would have had a very different experience than that fight that I did for two and a half days until I finally heard from him. And so that one can really help me when I'm getting ready for back to, you know, kind of that fear and nervousness that just comes from trying to create something or do something new. And we'll get that really nervous feeling. I remind myself like, it would be weird if I wasn't nervous right now because I'm about to do something I've never done before. I'm about to do something big and vulnerable. It's very normal to feel nervous right now. And I kind of do that pet my brain thing. Like, it's okay, brain. This is just me being nervous. This is just what anxiety feels like. This is just what fear feels like. This is just me being nervous. And it would be weird if I wasn't nervous right now. You know, I like that. That really helps me. Okay, that's what I have for you guys today. Your mission for this episode is to first set your brain filter to find evidence for all of your courage. You guys show up every day with so much courage and the fear comes right along with the courage every time you guys and that's okay so I want you to just set that brain filter say I want to find 10 examples in the last month of when I've been really courageous I mean you can set it back like that to look through previous days or you can say I want to spot courage moving forward as I use courage to go about my day and then then you'll notice it you you don't notice it it just feels normal to you when you're not watching for it it just feels like what you would do no matter what. But when you start calling it courage, it's very empowering and very encouraging to really own how courageous you are. And it helps you generate even more of it. So really just set that filter and watch for how often you are so courageous as you go throughout your day and really spend some time honoring that courage. I'm going to leave you guys with a hot mess moment. This is just a silly one. And it's timed very well to come right after my toddlers and teenagers episode last week. About a month ago, I was potty training my toddler. I mean, she's pretty much potty trained, but we still have some issues here and there. And I needed to put her down for a nap and I couldn't find her. She was hiding from me. So I was calling for her and she wasn't answering. And I went in our playroom and we have a pool table in our playroom and she was stuck up on the pool table and she had had an accident. She'd peed on the pool table. I mean, I don't get mad at her for having accidents, but I think she knew like peeing on the pool table was particularly a problem. And so she was hiding from me because she didn't want to get in trouble. And I think what had happened was she had climbed up onto the pool table using like a little stool. But then when she needed to go to the bathroom, she couldn't get back down. She couldn't find the stool or get her feet to it or whatever. You know, it's kind of easier to get up than get down. And so she just peed right on the pool table. And anyway, I just like rubbed my temples and summoned all my courage and said, oh, that's okay, Anna. Let's just clean it up, you know, and she helped me clean it up. And she said, sorry, mom, you know, and I said, that's okay. We'll just try again. And, you know, don't go pee pee on the pool table. And fortunately, it all came up pretty well because I have no way to like wash that felt, right? So I was able to get it cleaned up really well and, and there's not any spot or anything left behind but I thought that was so funny that of everywhere in my whole house she could have peed that would have been so much easier to clean up she got stuck on the pool table and peed on the pool table so that's a fun toddler hot mess moment okay are you ready to take what you are learning here on the podcast to the next level then join me for resiliency training this is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month along with weekly content and individual email support start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.